right, we're here. It's a Huckleberry Wednesday. I'm your co-host, Rob, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Joe. <laughs> In today's, today's Huckleberry, we have Neil from the Mogwai Minute. Hello there. All right. Now, we had George earlier. We figured, you know, we'll start... We'll start small and we'll build up. We'll have you at the we'll have you as oh, the second person that comes on. It's very kind of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Uh, and uh, today we're going to talk about minute 108 of Tombstone. Uh, and in this minute, Wyatt gives Doc his badge. Uh, <laughs> like a kid at a parade. Uh, kind of. <laughs> I think I think there's a lot to dig in about this this little badge handoff. Um, but let's let's get started. We we have Doc. Um, I think it's safe to say he's he's sick. <laughs> yeah, the sweat guys uh, been working overtime. <laughs> <laughs> they just have a guy up in the like above the bed of a hose, <laughs> like one of those misters, <laughs> like at hot festivals. Yeah, and uh, if he wasn't already the number one sweat guy in Hollywood, he must have been <laughs> after this movie. <laughs> Well, this guy doesn't know about sweating another guy up. I'll tell you. He's he's the best. He's the best. It's too bad we couldn't get him for the show. Do, do you know Do you know who he is? No, I have no clue. I hope it's the same guy that did Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> that would be I quite thought a father of the screen. The didn't we figure figure out a connection there? Oh, so, the father of the writer did the music for Lawrence of Arabia. That's what it was. No, nice. Is that a thing we found out? That was. No, we don't learn. We don't find things out. That was tough. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to fact check you, but I'm all you. The right. only thing <laughs> you read Wikipedia pages about the real life people in this movie, and you yep. read the novelization. That's right. <laughs> I have, which is I have more an, than I do, to be fair. I, I have an entire paragraph here I pasted and copied from uh, from Wikipedia for later in this minute. So don't worry, I did my research. <laughs> oh, good. I, I thought this sweat guy might be the same guy that uh, sweated those boys up on Top Gun, and oh. and maybe Kilmer oh. was like, oh, "I know just oh, the I guy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did the Rocky movies. He did Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. He's like uh, he can he can do sweat so well that dirt doesn't even get on it. it doesn't even stick because I did oh. a volleyball scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sand just it'll fly right off. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. So, so Doc is sitting there, and Wyatt, you know, defeated, just sort of says, I can't beat him, can I? Now, mm. <clears throat> why, I'm, I'm, I think I'm tuning you up for this, Joe, but what, what about Johnny Ringo can you not beat? <laughs> um, I mean, he, we've only really seen him show off twice. That's that's another problem with the scene is like he he is supposedly awesome, but they didn't give him enough chances to be awesome. He killed that priest and pulled that gun pretty fast. Yep, that was pretty impressive. And then but the didn't he see can that. twirl a gun really well. Yep, that's it. But I guess they just know him, right? I mean, he's got a rep. Yeah, he's got a he's got a bad rep. Are we, we sure that Wyatt? One. Do you guys think Wyatt would lose to him? Well, Wyatt does. He knows it, right? And so does Doc. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I'm really glad we, that, that I caught this first line in, in, in my minute here because it's a real moment. It's a real telling moment um, that 
in asking that question, Wyatt knows. I mean, he knows the answer already, but he knows his own limitations, and he knows that uh, he's, he's not going to be. It's a positive for his character, I think, that he knows his own limitations, and that he knows that he's going to go anyway. So he's really he's, he's he's looking at facing his own death. Yeah, I mean, he has just had sort of uh, in the previous minutes a soul-searching moment about uh, about his life and what he's what he's what he's happened. So I guess there's mm. sort of this also this moment of him here being like, I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to beat to to beat Johnny Ringo. But um, but I'm going to have to go anyway because I'm a proud man and this is what my duty is. And <laughs> is it the first little snippet of humility we get from from Wyatt in this movie, possibly? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's humility, but there's also a bit of like pride too. Because why mm. does he need well, to? It's the old male pride, isn't it? Yeah. Can't help ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like back in the day when people used to talk trash to you about Halo. Yeah. <laughs> just like it. Just like it. Some days, some days I'd be in those matches and be like, I just can't beat them, but I'm gonna have to try. <laughs> I can't beat him, can I, Joe? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> it's a video game. <laughs> um, so then, so then, Doc, Doc wants to go with him here, right? Mm. And uh, that seemed pretty bogus to me. Well, that's <laughs> that's my question, right? So he he sort of like starts to get up and he starts coughing and he doesn't. So, couple questions here for you guys. One, how sick is he at this point? Well, it, how much of the lung the lungs did he lose in that doctor's appointment? Like, what is that? Thirty minutes ago or so? Oh yeah, like and they 60%. say he lost like sixty percent of his lungs, <laughs> and that was probably in real time. What a week or two ago, maybe longer. Yeah, maybe longer. And he, he hasn't exactly taken it easy since then. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the it, yeah it's the excesses of the last couple of weeks that that, that probably exacerbated it, but. Well, so you know, he's not as he's he's not as ill as he's making out. I mean, I think he's probably well, so that, just as fine as he was a, a couple of weeks ago. So that's that's my question. I mean, first off, you know, I don't know. Maybe mass murder is exhausting, and he's just <laughs> he's just worn out from it all. He probably was pretty messed up when he fell off his horse, but he's recovering more quickly than he's letting on. Okay, um, he's not faking that so, sweat though, is he? That's why he has the blankets no. on. To oh, to keep them hot. It's <laughs> like it's like yeah. when a kid, like when you don't want to go to school, and you want to try to work up to a fake fever. Yeah, yeah. he's got like all these uh, hot palms. water pads underneath him. <laughs> yeah, we'll just I don't, I don't lick, really, be I licking his palms. Yeah, yeah, like Ferris Bueller. <laughs> so I mean, I guess that's that's what I'm trying to figure out is. At this point, when he he leans out of bed, he starts coughing. He he like goes back down hard on the bed. Is he does he already know his plan right now? Like where is he in his plan to to kind of go and meet Ringo? I think he's got it nailed down. As soon as he as soon as he heard, as he was there when he overheard the guy shouting the the orders about where to be, right? Yeah. Well, he was in bed. He wasn't oh, he was outside. in bed. Okay, yeah. right. Well, he, I, as soon as he kind of learned of that, he was like, right, this is what I've got to do because Wyatt's <laughs> going to die. Because he knows Wyatt's going to go and he knows Wyatt's going to lose. So I reckon he straight away came up with it. 
Maybe he thought he was having fever dreams, and he was like, Wyatt, I swear I heard Josephine here, and and then, like, Mr. Fabian was dead, and then McMasters was killed. I must be dreaming, and Wyatt's like, no, that actually all just happened outside the window in the last few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when Doc realizes, like, I think I'm okay. And then he looks around the corner. Is that Charlton Heston? <laughs> 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 What's going on? Okay, so we think that at this point he's this plan is ready to go. For sure, I think. He's... Joe, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's the only moment in the movie where Val Kilmer's acting is bad. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not a very good performance, like the fake getting up and stuff like that. So I think he's intentionally doing bad acting there. Yeah. To and it and why it's. An idiot. So of course he's not going to notice. Yeah, he's full for it. Yeah, I suppose if he was, if it was real, we would have seen some more blood come up. Yeah. Um. So then they kind of have this quiet moment, and then Doc says, uh, "What is it like to wear one of those?" Jeez. Um. It's a free murder badge. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of jail free card. I mean, he's killed hundreds of people. So this is kind of my question. So why gives him this Marshall badge, right? Um, and I guess one thing that I've learned about the Old West doing this podcast is anyone can anyone can get a badge. You just have to ask. <laughs> you just need to bring a quarter to the general store and put it in one of those <laughs> machines. <laughs> so, Neil, I'm curious. Uh, your background, so you're... You live in Hong Kong now. You're from England. You're yes. seeing Tombstone in this Old West. People are just getting badges handed to them left and right. Vigilante justice. Mm. I, I mean, how much of this are you like, what is going on? This this seems absurd. Well, I mean, I've grown up with uh, with the the mythos around all this thing, right? And, and you know, in the UK, the Wild West is... Uh, is this extraordinary thing, and and I I don't know if it's if if you guys from the U.S. share share that. I mean, I guess you do. Um, you guys, it, it's your history, right? And and so you you might look at it a little differently with a different lens than me. In the U.K., it's kind of like, all right, I know it's your history, but I don't have that same attachment to it because it's not my history. And so for me, it's 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 almost fabulized in that way. Um, and so it's really kind of anything goes. So this is all good. This is this is all kind of how how I know the the West and from you know from the movies and from the you know the imaginings of of my childhood. Um, you know, I told uh, I told Joe Joe was on our show a while back, and I told Joe I told you about those uh, Top Trumps Western Gunfighters trading cards that my brother yeah. and I played with, and uh, I think I tweeted you guys the White Earp one, which is mm-hmm. a good yeah. card, one of the better cards in the game. And and we would play that all the time. We loved that game. And so, I mean, you know, not all kids in the UK are going to have that kind of connection with the Wild West. But but me and my brother did, and we played uh, Cowboys and Indians all the time. So this sort of stuff happened a lot in my childhood, handing over badges and stuff. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like as you say, it's sort of part of our history. Kind of, I mean, at least for like, maybe it's because of like we live in Wisconsin, but like it's not part of Wisconsin's history at all. Right. Like, it's yeah, sort but of, for a while, Wisconsin was the West. You know, like there's always been like America is a country of people who left, you know, who were from somewhere else and were like, I don't like it here. Yeah, let's go Mm. and leaving. And then through the first, you know, 
starting with the colonies up through the early 20th century, there's always somewhere else you could go. Like, I don't yep, like it here. Let's west. go there. And now we don't really have that. Now I guess it's like the internet. <laughs> you go to you go <laughs> to Reddit. Go to Reddit. <laughs> you go to Reddit and make terrible, awful memes that the president tweets out. And <laughs> <laughs> like that—that's, I guess, the final frontier for dissatisfied men. Yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is, it's like what's till so we go to Mars. Till <laughs> we go to Mars, um, is how much of the like this mythology around the old west how much of it is like just myth and legend mm-hmm. but also like how short when we talk about like you know like this tombstone era stuff like how short a number of years it was i mean it's like 30 mm. 40 years max of like america's history where this is really happening uh and just like one particular region at that point too i don't it's it's strange i love it i always just kind of think of it as you know, it was a big connection for me, for my father. Like, he loved Westerns, and then I learned to love mm. Westerns, and, like, watching Westerns with my dad was a thing, and I think that's a big reason why I still enjoy them today. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it, but you're right. It's Well, it's hard to it's hard to sometimes discern what is, you know, the, the made-up parts of it or the fictionalized parts of it and what is actually real. I mean, even when you read, read Wikipedia... You know, yes. you look at the religiously. It's, it's, it's hard to kind of think. Well, this is—is is this actually all correct? I mean, because they're referencing different things, and you know, they're referencing like the the Tombstone Tribune or something like that. Said this article said this, and it's like, yeah, but that doesn't really mean that it actually happened like that. It could yeah, be just that's some true. guy I mean, making that up. <laughs> and 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 we had that too, even with that example. Like we had like the Tombstone Epitaph was a little more. Erp favored, and then you have mm. like another newspaper that was more of the Cowboys, and they had competing narratives on like the same event. Like, there's even the written history of this is like super questionable on like what you know. I mean, even why it's life, or um, you know, we're gonna talk about Johnny Ringo as we get farther on, and like we don't even mm. know what happened to him. Mm. That's right. Um, it's bizarre. Or McMaster's. It's it's a bizarre period in your history, but it's all part of the growing of your of your great nation. And uh, you know, maybe it wouldn't be the same without this little little blink of an eye in history. But uh, wow, what a what a what a blink of an eye, though, right? What, it's given yeah. us all these these great yeah. stories and, and great characters. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, so I mentioned I mentioned about this giving away the badge. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast i said i do some research <laughs> went to wikipedia uh <laughs> try to learn like what actually was going on at these marshals and handing badges so i read that marshals were permitted to recruit special deputies as local hires or uh as temp transfers and they were authorized to swear in a posse to assist with manhunts um which is what we have here with the mm. vendetta ride um Marshals were given extensive authority to support the federal courts and their judicial districts and to carry out all lawful orders issued by federal judges, Congress, or the president. They were by far the most important government officials in territorial jurisdictions. Um, and this mentions that local law enforcement officials were often called marshals, so there's often <clears throat> an ambiguity whether someone was a federal or local official, which has mm. been a source of much confusion for us on here. Um, <laughs> So I have some questions based off this little badge handoff. 
question number one. Isn't Doc already deputized as part of this vendetta ride? I have exactly the same it? question in my notes. Yeah, but didn't he... <laughs> I think it just points to, like, how like lawless this is. Because, I mean, Wyatt's already executing people by the dozen. <laughs> yes. With no following of legal proceedings or due process anyways. So does it doesn't even matter. <laughs> like, I don't think he wants to be deputized. I think, like... I don't know. I, th- I find this moment weird, like, why he cares what the badge is like. Because he doesn't seem up to this point to, like, care about joining that side of the law. And and does does Wyatt have a, like, is this his badge? Like, by handing his badge over to Doc, does Wyatt now not legal? <laughs> yeah, well... He has a pouch of them, like an airline pilot does, <laughs> yeah, with all those wings. <laughs> well, because when he does recruit, he's got to hand them out, right? So I think I, I would imagine he probably does have half a dozen in his, in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Little Most of the Pony Express is to Tombstone is delivering badges and red sashes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Not, like when you're playing tennis and you normally have a couple tennis balls in your in your pocket in case you lose one or yeah. one goes too far to get. You're like, oh, all right, I got one here. Don't worry or about when, it. I got another Rob one. I, well, when Rob and I play golf. Yes. <laughs> Just carry three to the T, because at least there's a good chance the first two are going into the water. Does it help Docs understand? It, does it help Doctor understand what it is like to wear a lawman's badge, just by placing it in his hand? I mean, I, I, wasn't he after some sort of, you know, description from Wyatt? You know, I've asked you a question, Wyatt, and you've just asked me this object. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be par for the course for Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> not listen to somebody. <laughs> or is he, like, trying to play up like he thinks Wyatt's going to die, so he wants something to remember him by? So that's why he asked for the badge. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's he, just he, playing him all this time. This is just playing him more, isn't it? Could be. Yeah, I mean, we do have that last moment in this minute when, when Wyatt kind of looks back at Doc and you see Doc on the bed and I think, you know, we're meant to be like, oh, this is the last time he's going to see him. Or, because we're assuming someone's not making it, right? Like, either Doc dies or Wyatt Mm. dies to to Ringo. I'm not sure which one we're supposed to think is more likely to happen at this point. Yeah, I'm not sure that's good. That's good good movie making in that sense. At this point, we don't really know what's about to happen. That's always a good thing in a movie, I think. Um, those are my notes for this mo- for this minute. This mo- this movie. I'm done. I'm out, Joe. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna end it here. I'm- yes. Uh, do you, either of you have anything else about this particular minute? Not the minute, no. But this is a this concludes a pretty good stretch uh, stretch of scenes here. The- yeah, the Hooker Ranch. <clears throat> yeah, like this and the previous minute, mm. I think are are fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I I have a couple of. Kind of side notes. I mean, they're, they're, they're more generic, but we do see a good shot of uh, of Wyatt's gun belt. Um, a lot of bullets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks extremely heavy. I, I'm just not sure I'd want to carry something like that around. I mean, wouldn't it? Wouldn't the weight of that give you some kind of like distortion to your your, your hip physiology or something? I mean, it's gonna. <laughs> in the long run, you know, we're talking like 30 years of wearing this thing. Yeah, you can, our, our friend Meeks would advocate for some saddlebags. Carry some right. of those. <laughs> well, I mean, this is like two big guns, all those bullets. Yeah. How does he walk? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's probably <laughs> eight pounds he's wearing on his belt, I bet, right? It, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I also find his setup quite interesting because he's gone for the kind of the, the traditional two guns by the side, by the hip, which is, I guess is, is the most common one, right? But what I noticed earlier uh, in the movie is that Doc has a very different setup. Um, he's got that little, he's got that, that, that one by his belly. Yeah. Which yeah. I must make it quicker to draw. You would think so. It's like, because I, I practiced this a little bit last night in my living room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and when you've got one by the belly there, you literally, you put your arms kind of bent when you're holding it, right? When you, you're kind of reaching for it. And it's literally one arm movement just to pull it out and straighten your arm in front of you. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it's by the hip, you've got to pull that sucker up and out. So you're kind of bending your arm more and raising your shoulder, kind of throwing you off a little. Then you've got to kind of straighten and pull and straighten your arm. It's kind of two different movements. So I think Doc's doing it all here by the setup. And also, I just kind of realized we haven't seen Wyatt do a quick draw yet in this movie, right? Mm. I mean, his guns were sort of ready to go at OK Corral. I mean, he, he had sort of moved his like coat around and had his hand over there by the gun. Um, in, the, in the water, he's got that shotgun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we'll have to keep an eye on what sort of setup Johnny Ringo had mm. or has. Well, is um, Wyatt fast? Is he supposed to be fast? Like, I ish? I think so. I, would have, I well, think he's just yeah. a lawman who's Yeah, renowned. but why wouldn't he be fast? Be kind of fast, I, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you don't have to be fast, do you? I mean, look how yeah. far Curly Bill got. He couldn't even shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a gang, though. Well, so does Wyatt. Well, I think yeah. it goes back to to Joe your point around Unforgiven and and the shootout in that movie because it's more about the your kind of your your mental uh, strength at the time. Yeah, yeah, and, how steady and, your nerves are. Yeah, and I, and Wyatt's got that in abundance, hasn't he? Because he's got that confidence. Well, yeah, and he that's walked what towards gunfire in a river. <laughs> in a- <laughs> Anything else this minute? Otherwise, I think you know we have to ask a time-honored question here. Ooh. No, I'm, uh, that's it for the minute for me. Okay. Um, what would your cowboy name be, Neil? And and I'm also curious. When did you first start thinking about this? When it was it when you had those cards? Um, <laughs> actually, I don't remember that bit from um, from being a kid uh, coming up with the name. Um, but I, of course, I started thinking about this when I when I started listening to the show, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a big fan of the show. And um, you. and you know, once you guys started to get your huckleberries on, that uh, made me think. Well, what would, what would mine be? So I've been thinking about this for some time, actually. Um, but before I do answer that, I, I just wanted to kind of um, to mention one thing, and um, it's related. Because Joe, Joe, you were on you were on over on the Mogwai minute, if, uh, well, a couple of months ago now, I guess, uh, and. In the in the following weeks after your episode, um, we were recording with another guest, and and I happened to, some of the things we were talking about. Joe came up, and and I kind of just very naturally just referred to you as Tombstone Joe. And yes, Tombstone <laughs> Joe. that'd be a great cowboy name. And and the guest that we had on at the time was like, "Wow, that's like the the greatest name I've ever heard. Who's this person?" <laughs> so we explained. 
And and actually, if I then go back further, when I was editing our episodes, I, I labeled your audio track Tombstone Joe. So maybe that's probably where it came from. So I think it's got enough currency now, Joe, that you can uh, you can have that. I finally got yeah, my first tattoo now. Tombstone Joe. <laughs> I'm going to get it right in the name tag spot on my chest. <laughs> you should get it right what over your What a tattoo that would be, like the hello my name is on your left breast. Yeah, <laughs> I was so thinking lame. You, should, you should get like thug life, but I would just say Tombstone Joe. Oh, jeez. Like over your, over your belly button. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> then when you get fat, when you get older, it's like it's going to distort and... <laughs> yeah, it will actually say Tom B. Stone Joe. <laughs> It'll look like a giant stone. Oh. And then, and then you guys asked a slightly different question of yourselves a, a while back, and it's it's how you would survive or whether you'd be able to survive back in the Wild West. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and Joe, I recall you you would have an issue uh, with the gambling tables. You'd probably lose all your money on the on the poker tables, end up in the gutter. So you'd probably be dying in the gutter somewhere. I would be frequently drunk and indebted. <laughs> Bad combination. But, you know, on the tables, you'd, you'd, you'd come up against kind of some nasty characters there. That's probably not going to go too well. Uh, yeah, I think I could keep my mouth shut, but I, Rob and I have a mutual friend who has not been on the show, but uh, we both know he would, he cannot keep his mouth shut at a poker table. He would absolutely <laughs> be He'd be like that idiot in Deadwood that uh, ends up killing uh, Wild Bill. Oh, Wild Bill, yeah. He yeah. With the guy with the weird eye that can't <laughs> shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Rob, of course, with your equinophobia, it's not going to work out <laughs> <Yes>. too well. <laughs> he'd, he'd, he would definitely have to work at the like in the, the telegraph booth or something like that at the railroad I, station. Yeah. That's Which right. is sort of like the web developer of the Old West. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Now, my... My problem would be I, I'm really not great on the hard liquor. It's oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's not going to work for me too well. Um, so I'm, like, I'm not sure how the working week plays out in, in the Wild West. Um, I, I think if the, the only way it could work for me is if it, if it was like one day on and then like two days off. I think that would work because I need those two days to recover from, from, <laughs> from the liquor. And <laughs> if, if I'm on it, right, like... I prefer not to have like a ball breaking job either, to be honest. Right? Yeah. I, I, I'm who, thinking. Who, most people would prefer not to have that. <laughs> I'm thinking. I actually think of low level law enforcement for me. You know, I don't, no, don't want to be the. quiet. I don't want to be the sheriff. I don't want to be the marshal. You know, just ask Fred White how that turned out. Is um, your parking enforcement peck then with like horses and wagons? Yeah, something like that. You know, just hey, someone. Hey, guys, got to move that along here. <laughs> It's the loading Perfect. zone. Yeah, I was thinking like the guy, the guy who takes the the prisoner watch shift in the in in the in the office there. You know, just chilling out, making coffee, bit of chit chat with the prisoner. Mm-hmm. Maybe writing a little journal like the guy in Deadwood. Yeah. Okay. So the guy would be like all talking, trying to talk you into schemes to let him go. Are you good at like <laughs> yeah. resisting that kind of temptation? Yeah, and I'm you know I'm picking up on it. I'm not some idiot. I, have fun with it um so anyway this is leading me to where i'm going so i think um i i I would have to kind of take like i could do a liquor night right and that's fine i can i can do the shots with the boys but then the next couple of days i think i would i would not be able to kind of not 
join in the fun and the banter and the cards and stuff, but I would have to be off the liquor because that, that wouldn't work for me. So I'd have to go with a soft drink and on the basis that they, they don't have Coke Zero back in the Wild <laughs> <Yeah>. West, <laughs> I think I'll have to go, I'll have to go with Sarsaparilla, Sarsaparilla Brown. Brown being my surname. Oh, yeah. Or Sarsaparilla Neil, Sarsaparilla. whichever way you want to go. Sarsaparilla Brown. Sarsaparilla Brown works well. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not the most macho of names, but that's fine. I don't mind that. Did you did you entertain Root Beer Brown? Root Beer Brown. That's got, root beer? I, I, that would be a good one. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like the... I like the kind of cadence of the Sarsaparilla, Sarsaparilla Brown. It's got a nice yeah. kind of flow to it. Or I'm, I approve. Nice. Yeah. It's one of the better names we've heard. I think um, I'd like to. I'd like to become noted for my sobriety as well at some point. You know, the lev- my oh. level-headedness and and maybe feared for that. You know, because everyone else is <laughs> walking around drunk. But all you got to watch out for all Sarsaparilla Brown. Teetotaler Brown. Teetotaler. Teetotaler. He shows up at the the gambling tables late and then cleans up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cleans <laughs> up out of this guy. <laughs> This guy Joe, he's a prime <laughs> candidate. <laughs> well, it turns out Joe's just sleeping, and Neil walked up and just grabbed his chips. <laughs> what few there were. That old tombstone Joe, he's so predictable. And then Rob would meanwhile be in a diabetic Joe. coma in his, behind his candy store. Oh, yeah. Don't try thieving oh, my right, candy. Yeah. You pr- you'd probably go to my candy store all the time for I'd your, your sweet tooth. Sweet yeah. tooth Neil. <laughs> yeah absolutely well um i uh unless there's anything else i want to thank you for being on our show oh it's been a pleasure thanks for having me on it uh like i said i'm a big fan of the show um i told joe when when he was on our show that I'd, i would catch up and i did uh and i'm uh about a month ago i was, I was back up to speed and uh, i've been really enjoying the show i think you guys are doing a fantastic job Thanks a lot, and and yeah, and thanks for for coming on. I I know early on uh, between uh, George and I and all all four of us, we sort of like our shows both kind of started around the same time as well. So mm. it's been kind of cool to to go through this with uh, with another team doing similar. And there's a uh, another podcast coming up soon where uh, both of us will be on it separately. But uh, that's right. Uh, a diehard podcast. I, I sure. Um, ah, let's talk about I, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think we we have a couple. We have uh, two weeks, so ten episodes, and I think you guys follow us up both times, so uh, listeners can get their their fill of uh, all four of us. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Die Hard Minute. Keep it. Keep an eye out for yeah. that one. Um, all right. And uh, like I said, thanks a lot. And uh, Joe and I will be back tomorrow with uh, Minute 109. <laughs>